I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animals I View podcast. Truth be told, the actual response from the galaxy, and we'll get to what is the definition of our galaxy as well as who is, not might be, make note of, who actually is in it in just a few. The actual response from the galaxy was LMFAO. (laughs) And I'm thinking you all don't need a translation for that. They would also add, well, there may be some of us who don't actually have an A physically, or at least it may look differently than the human prototype. Yep, they're referring to our physical form, our ships, if you will, as a prototype. And I just got to tell you, even as I said those words based on what was given to me telepathically, even that made me sit up a bit straighter. Even after going on 15 years of doing this work, I get such a charge out of the unexpected, out of the, huh, this is really interesting, or, well, you just never know what you'll find in the dimensions of energy kind of thing. And honestly, I'm not ever shocked by the energy itself, nor am I actually really shocked, I must say, by the information that accompanies said energy. I am, however, sometimes surprised for sure. And I'm fond of saying that there are things that beings in human experience do say, think that shocks me all of the time. I run across that kind of uncomfortable newness quite often because let's face it, it's usually the, for lack of a better word, the deviousness that shocks me. The way that our species can completely project and externalize our own contrast onto someone else or something else because we can't stand to claim it as ours, which of course it is. We just can't stand thinking that we're capable of what we perceive to be that dark or that evil or that other in themselves. What I like to call human think duality. And because we fail to see the unity between contrast to light and light itself, we reject and project all that we think is bad onto others including, of course, animals, members of our own species, and naturally galactic visitors. We do this just because we can with animals, as we think we're better and capable of different decisions that don't mean life and death for others and with others, because we think they are other. From here, of course, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump into the world of what we perceive. Such a key word, perceive as aliens in our galaxy. And so we're going to head to Yield Dictionary for the spelling magic of the word alien. And I'll put a link into the podcast notes for this. Alien being defined as belonging or relating to another person, place, or thing, 
i.e. strange, an alien environment is the example, b relating, belonging, or owning allegiance to another country or government, foreign, as in the example alien residence, c exotic, meaning an, an exotic sense, i.e. alien plants, d they're listening now, <laughs> coming from another world, extraterrestrial, alien beings, an alien spaceship, and even the statement that it's quoted in Merriam-Webster. When it comes to knowing what alien life forms might be like, we don't have any idea. That was by Kate Schuster. And finally, alien is differing in nature or character, typically to the point of incompatibility. The example is ideas that are alien to democracy. And except for the synonym of exotic, I'll wager that you feel the very alien-like nature of the word alien itself. Because it's not warm and fuzzy, right? It's a word that's designed to create a feeling of other. And with humans being a herd animal and with our verbal language, we don't care much for other. In spite of our dual role of predator and prey, we oh so conveniently forget the predator part and vibe much more often with the prey part. We love the boogeyman in the form of a different color of skin, a different way of life, a different way of thinking about sexuality, a different way of everything that's other. And for the life of me and the animals, we fail to see why humans don't see the very goodness of a healthy contrast outlet and contrast exercise in the form of, say, punching a pillow or heading up on a really long hike or splitting and stacking firewood at a hillside retreat or whatever supports your contrast outlet because the truth is we all need them. Our bodies need the visceral experience of not being a light, of imagining what if as we watch a thriller movie or a documentary about a true life scenario, like mountain climbing resulting in death. One of my favorites used to be The Deadliest Catch, about the crab fisher people in Alaska and the Bering Sea. The real difference, in case you're not seeing it, is in the what if. When we project the repressed contrast onto individuals right in front of us, or that we perceive might be flying around all around us and don't recognize that it is a projection of what we reject in ourselves, that's where the real trouble begins. And hey, I would be the first to admit that there's a fine line when it comes to the other that verges with vilifying the other and judging the other. To be able to merely experience the what of this other rather than blame, justify, or defend the other for being who they are, because then we've got past the point of holding the contrast space for ourselves and not reacting to its presence, which is what we do all the time. To allow the mirroring of the fixed design on this planet and our place in the unity of duality inside of us and embracing the balance and partnership of that just like the animals do. 
The fine line comes in when we fantasize about extraterrestrials, such as on Star Trek and later on Star Wars and the like. And yeah, sure, some of them are designed to represent the other of both contrast and light. Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, all the way to Luke Skywalker, from Jabba the Hutt to Obi-Wan Kenobi. We consider all to be aliens, or so we perceive, who don't exist in this third dimension except in our imaginations. Or do they? Why is it that we fear some aliens, both on this planet and off the planet, so much that we give them the name of alien, as in, you are so different than I am that we are simply incompatible? I think it's because we start to vibe with our prey status that also resonates with our more authentic recognition that we are not the sharpest knife in the drawer, or frankly, as we've always talked about, the most versatile animal on the planet. And we start to fear the very thing that we do to all others, conquer and then control. Vestiges of a patriarchal design I, for one, would dearly love to leave behind, and yet I fear it is here to stay until we choose to dismantle it. And maybe it's in the process of being dismantled, all appearances to the contrary. Keep in mind, though, that before we choose to dismantle something, it has to prove itself as being no longer in our highest and best good. That's how we choose, or how we can choose. So it comes into sharper focus, and think needle-sharp focus, so that we feel the ouch and the sting and the pain and the wound. As humans continue to perceive only duality, and as an either-or dynamic, we're lost in our own experiential dimension, so to speak, because we will continue to create others rather than recognizing that we are others and so are others us. One of the most interesting experiences I've had in this lifetime was the one time I was told, just as sure as you're hearing me tell you this right now, that E.T. is already home, (laughs) as in on planet Earth. Because you're here as well as a galactic visitor and having a human experience slash roller coaster slash merry-go-round slash tilt-a-world ride. And because of this curious amnesia of the human experience, or maybe we've designed it this way, a good portion of our species thinks that this is it, and once we physically die, we go to sleep or go to heaven or hell, can you tell I was raised Catholic, and then we RIP, rest in peace. The truth, as I perceive it, because it resonates with me, and it might be with you too, is that you are here for an experience and to experiment on this planet. A big playground full of fun things and sharp edges. Because all playgrounds have such things in them, everywhere. Our galaxy as we know it contains our solar system of eight plus or minus planets, give Pluto some love y'all, and a bunch of other dwarf and or exoplanets such as moons. And inside each universe, there are many galaxies, much like our own Milky Way galaxy, and they're all chock full of stars, like Pleiades, Arcturus, Sirius, Orion, and Centaurus, just to name a few. And if you look up at the sky at night and feel a sense of homesickness, 
That's how you'll know that the names of the star planets I read just now are likely where you, as a vibrant energy, came from. And that this body you confuse as being who you are, as in, I'm hungry, I'm sleepy, is your ship, if you will, while you're here. Just like the ship that came to visit me this one time. It was late in the evening, I had just climbed into bed, yes, I was still awake, and through the solid brick wall of my bedroom shone a light that was like like a huge flashlight that illuminated the whole room. I heard a voice right close to my ear that said, in what sounded like a normal human voice, Psst, we're already here. And just like that, the light was gone and I was alone once more. I still get tingles, even just talking about it. I know of others who have had similar experiences, and sure, we all like to joke a bit about perhaps the sketches on SNL, about getting taken up to alien ships for experimentation of a questionable nature, and yet, perhaps you've had an experience like mine. Perhaps you know that the UAPs, as they're now being called, as seen by military and other pilots, are capable of sidestepping the laws of what we call physics, and perhaps even capable of sidestepping of what we think is the only dimension that there is, ours. And the whole point, really, is not identifying them at all. Because they know who they are. They know from whence they came. They know how to get back there. (laughs) They know what goes on there, and apparently here as well. And their only point would be, as I said in the previous podcast, We know very well who, why, how, where, and most importantly, which is intriguing, when we are. What was that about when? Say what? And their perspective would be that if we would climb out of the very casket that we've already built for ourselves where we're at the center of the universe and be even just the tiniest bit neutral and clear, about this being an experience on a planet in a solar system in a galaxy in one universe among many multiverses, well then, we would likely encounter them as well. Stay tuned, everyone. I think that's what's going on for our species right now. The pandemic, the highlighting of the need for each other on both a micro as well as a macro level. We are feeling the pinch and the ouch of what no longer serves. It is up to each and every one of us because we are separate on this planet to just embrace the concept of other, whether that's animal, mineral, or vegetable as part of you, as you. Everybody and everything is a sentient visitor to this planet. By breaking down these walls, this perspective, you might widen the lens of your perception so that it's not defined by only what someone tells you is a UFO, a.k.a. UAP. You might just very well find a very beloved member of your family. At least, that's how your galactic relatives known also as the animals see it. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. 
I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service and to schedule online via www.lazanneflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I encourage you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events, the starting date of courses in the Animals Eye View Academy, and online psychic fairs. Coming up on the next podcast in two weeks' time will be a message from another animal ambassador. I'm not so sure who that's going to be, but I invite you to tune in and find out. This has been the Animals Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.